The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Brian Mazurowski is off today, and here's what's happening. As the clock struck midnight, members of the United Auto Workers Union at the Stellantis Toledo Assembly Complex outside Toledo, Ohio, the GM Wentzville Assembly Plant in Missouri, and the Ford Michigan Assembly Complex in Wayne, Michigan, began their expected strike against the big three automakers, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, in timed walkouts. Employees at dozens of other plants will still be encouraged to work under expired contracts for now. Outside the Ford Michigan Assembly Complex, UAW President Sean Fain said this is a major step for their members as they continue their fight for better conditions and better pay. This is our generation's defining moment. The money is there, the cause is righteous, the world is watching, and the UAW is ready to stand up. This is our defining moment. The two sides unable to reach a deal as of midnight. Andrew Dimbert is here with more. Union said strikes began at factories in Wentzville, Missouri, Toledo, Ohio, and Wayne, Michigan, a total of nearly 13,000 workers, and more walkouts could soon be scheduled. Strikes at individual plants will be far less costly to the union, which pays $500 per week to striking workers. The union has been demanding higher wages and benefits, including more paid time off, pensions, and an increase in retiree pay. No new negotiations are scheduled until Saturday. Employees at dozens of other plants around the country, including right here in western New York, are still encouraged to work under expired contracts for now. We'll hear more about that when Ray Jensen joins us, the UAW Region 9 Assistant Director. He's coming on live at 6.50 this morning. And then we'll talk about more of the big picture with the impact of this strike on the country with Lauren Fix, the car coach, coming up at 7.20. As one union goes out on strike, another marked a day of solidarity. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with that. Starbucks Workers United spent Thursday marking a day of solidarity, fighting off the company's resistance to unionization. We're having um, customers sign a petition to the Starbucks CEO, Lakshman Narasimhan, essentially calling on him to end Starbucks's union busing campaign respect workers' right to organize, and come to the bargaining table and actually negotiate with the workers who voted for a union. Casey Moore says the union is supporting the UAW in its bid for a new deal. The Ford factory and the GM folks potentially going on strike yesterday, so we talked to a lot of fellow union members who have a lot of solidarity with us, and we have a lot of solidarity with them. Moore says with Howard Schultz stepping down from the board of directors, she hopes there will be a change in Starbucks' attitude. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Tom. Another talk show host is coming back, even though the Hollywood strike continues. Bill Maher, the latest talk show host to announce he's getting back to work as the Hollywood strikes continue, and he's also the latest getting slammed by the guilds. In a statement on social media, Maher writes that his HBO show is coming back without writers because it's been five months, and it's time to bring people back to work. He acknowledges that the writers have important issues he sympathizes with, but they're not the only ones, and his staff is struggling. The Writers Guild calls the decision disappointing, noting that Marr is a WGA member and a show will be picketed. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Earlier this week, Drew Barrymore brought back her daytime talk show amid the writer's strike. WBEN News Time is 5.05. The Bills' home opener is Sunday. How will construction of the new Bills' stadium affect parking around Highmark Stadium for the next few years in Orchard Park? 
WBEN's Brayton Wilson was talking to lot owners around the stadium yesterday. While there's plenty of excitement to go around this football season in Orchard Park, private lots around Highmark Stadium have been gearing up for a number of changes to game day weekends due to ongoing construction of the Bills' new state-of-the-art football stadium set for completion in 2026. Some lot owners around the stadium have already had plenty of people calling ahead of the season asking for some reserve parking given the fact that some of the previous lots are no longer available due to construction. A lot of people wanted to do reserve parking, which I'm limited to do that because once you uh, confirm, you know, their parking spot, you have to have it plowed out and ready for them. That's Chuck Sontag, owner of Chucky's Lot along Abbott Road. While many lot owners have been preparing for the changes expected this upcoming season and beyond, there are still some uncertainties that lie ahead when it comes to parking on game days. Mark Ebling from Danny South admits the unknowns heading into Sunday haven't allowed him to sleep easy just yet. We have plenty of parking here, but we do a lot of parties in our lot, and we take care of a lot of people, and I've, I've had a steady flow of, of customers, just like all the area has had in the years. But there's a few lots that are gone now, and so that's going to send people into a tizzy, and with me having my two big parties, I'm very limited on what I'm parking on opening game. Perhaps the biggest focal point heading into the home opener this week will be the cost of parking around Highmark Stadium for fans. How much will that change heading into the year? Joe DeMarco from Wings on California Road has heard a number of various prices at different lots near the stadium, but says the luxury of space to accommodate more people is helping him keep prices at $30 to park further away. We're not going crazy with the pricing, and I think what people like here is just scoot out after the game, so we don't have to worry about running out of room. I, at least I don't anticipate running out of room, and what people like is the 20 real bathrooms and the six porta potties, so it's a lot better in some places, and it's easy to get out after here. More from private lot owners in Orchard Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, getting closer. And we're asking you at WBEN.com this morning, our web poll, what's your Bills pick? Bills by a mile? Bills in a close one? Or Raiders? You know, a week ago, I would have easily said Bills by a mile. I'm just a little, not. I'm not doubtful, but I'm just a little uh, less optimistic. But I'm still picking the Bills. Uh, you can check in with us right now. The biggest block of voters at this hour, and there are a lot of skeptics, 42% say the Raiders, 33% say Bills in a close one, and 25% say the Bills by a mile. You can check in on our right side of the page at WBEN.com. The Buffalo Sabres, in partnership with the Buffalo Common Council, will honor the rate a late Rick Jenneret through a dedication of a trailblazing sign on Perry Street, Outside of KeyBank Center, home of the Sabres, the council has submitted a resolution calling for installation of signs at the corners of Illinois and Perry and Washington and Perry, proclaiming that stretch R.J. Way. The unveiling of the sign to honor Jenneret will take place Thursday, October 12th, before the Sabres season and home opener against the New York Rangers. Hunter Biden has been indicted after a five-year investigation. The president's son indicted on three felony federal gun charges, accused of lying about his drug use to purchase a handgun and then possessing that gun illegally. Hunter Biden bought the Colt revolver in 2018 when he was at the height of his addiction. He has acknowledged using crack cocaine at times as frequently as every 15 minutes. But when Biden bought the gun, he filled out a form saying he was not a drug user, which prosecutors say made the purchase and possession of the gun illegal. That's Pierre Thomas in Washington. 
Hotels up and down the Las Vegas Strip scrambling to contain the havoc from a series of cyber attacks on their computer systems this week, many reporting Russian hackers were indirectly involved. ABC News has learned a Russian hacking network provided the ransomware used to a group known as Scattered Spider, reportedly based in the U.S. and Europe. MGM property computers, including at the Bellagio and MGM Grand, went down Tuesday, resulting in days of long check-in lines and casino machines offline, with reports of IOUs given out to winners. Las Vegas visitor Randall Jensen says while they're trying to make up for the impacts as much as they can, he said it's still a noticeably worse experience for guests who often have to wait in long lines to get help. Check-in procedure is kind of messy, a lot of long lines. Gambling's really messy. It's not as fun when you have to wait. It's got to be so disappointing to be there right now while this is happening. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Clear and cool this morning. Sunny and pleasant this afternoon. Temperatures will be in the low 70s for tonight. Another chilly one. Overnight lows in the 40s, 30s across the southern tier. We head into your Saturday with sunny skies. Temperatures in the low 70s. On Sunday, clouds on the increase with a few showers late in the day. Highs near 70. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Lauren Fix, the car coach, joining me now. It's official, United Auto Workers on strike. Lauren, we're not seeing local workers walking off the job. This is a stand-up strike, something we have not seen before. But right now, three plants are targeted. Why are they starting small? Well, they're trying to make... Negotiations have been far apart, not just for here in the U.S., but also for Unifor in Canada. So that is Ford's contract was rejected as well. Uh, Ford, GM, and Chrysler have made counteroffers, but it seems like there is quite a distance between what each manufacturer is offering. They've offered it quite a bit more. Last night I was up quite late uh, as of about, uh, looking here, the last offer came back and forth just prior to midnight, and manufacturers said, we've offered you know, quite a large jump in pay, and it's just not enough. Now, the thing is, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, this doesn't affect me. I don't work for the UAW. I'm not a union worker. It, it's going to affect everybody. And I think Sean Fain, who's the president of the UAW, is very well aware of the impact. And so to not destroy the economy, because remember, the auto industry is a huge part of it. It's not just the car makers. It's all the sub-suppliers. And in the Buffalo area, we've got places like Moog and other places that make level two and, and tier three products. So the impact's going to be, we can't ship product. They don't need the product because they don't have workers to make it. Now, right now, it's just going to be a little painful until they get what they want. And a little painful means one plant from each manufacturer, which is the biggest seller. You're talking about something like a Ford Ranger or the uh, Chevy Colorado. So when you're talking in that level, they're going to make it painful for each manufacturer a little bit. And they're going to say, if this isn't enough, we're going to amp it up. So they've got a, a strategy. Um, I'd rather see them sit down and, and discuss this rather than get to this point. But it looks like the negotiations have broken down. And it, this is not good. And uh, usually the government would step in at some point. I don't think that's going to happen. But remember that the union workers were promised a lot with all these electric vehicles. Sales of electric vehicles have gotten soft product is sitting in the lot here, especially in the Western New York area, and um, and uses 40% less workers. And that's where the UAW is really not happy about either. So 
at the end, if all cars were electric, we'd lose 40% of our UAW workers. So again, there's this, there's this give and take. There has to be a happy medium. And I know that uh, you've had other people on the network saying, oh, it's corporate greed. You know, that you have to look at the person at the top of any company, no matter what it is, is paid a certain dollar amount. And that doesn't mean that the people that work there should be paid the same exact amount. Whereas this is not a communist. The person that takes the biggest risk also gets the biggest pay. And you also have to come with the most knowledge. So someone like Jim Farley or, or Mary Barra, they're bringing a lot to the table. They have a lot to do. It's not just sitting at their desk all day signing paperwork. They actually have a lot of government work to do as well. So there's a lot to it. And it's easy to say that the leaders at the top are the ones that are at fault. Um, yes, there should be some sort of negotiation. Yes, the UAW will get a raise at some point, but they're also looking at UPS and Southwest, which also were threatening to go on strike. They got huge pay raises. The company has to be able to support those pay raises. Otherwise, you're putting the company in a negative position and they're already not making profits where they were, as we've heard from all the car manufacturers. What, what will happen, unfortunately, if this continues is the pain to the economy and it's going to be painful for everybody. All right. I want to get to that in just a second. But first, um, local workers are not striking. They are encouraged to go to work with an expired contract. But what is that going to look like? Is this going to be more like a, a work to rule situation for them? Yeah, it'll be a work to rule. And I'm glad that workers are going to work because they need the money, too. I mean, in this economy where literally everything is more expensive from electricity uh, to gasoline and food. And we all know that it's impacting everyone. Uh, they need to work also. And uh, Sean Fain has a plan. Of course, no one really knows that plan. But my fear is over the weekend, if they, when they restart negotiations, if they don't get what they want, it's likely that it, he's going to start targeting even more plants. So the goal is one plant from each brand will strike, and then he's going to continue amping that up. So it'll be two you know, plants, and it'll be three and four. If there's a walkout, it's, it's never good for anyone. There's, it's, it only causes more strife all the way around. And I know the union wants big money, but their demands are, are quite large. I don't know if, you, if anyone's ever gone through all the demands, but there, there's quite a huge ask uh, from wages to different tiers, temporary workers, ratification bonuses. They want to get paid for 40 hours, but only work 32 hours. I think everyone would like that personally, but back to reality, they want more vacation time, layoff protection, retirement benefits, and all of that. Even if they come in with a 20% increase in wages, uh, which was the last negotiation, uh, and 10% per year, which is, a, I would like to have that myself. But, um, and the wage growth was over a four year period. I, I think that the, the car companies can't support that. They take all they make. They're being forced by the government to make it or they have billions of dollars in fines. So they have millions of dollars in losses and they can't pay people more and take a big loss because there's no way for them to make up that difference. All right. The impact on new and used car sales from this point on, what do you think? Well, as of today, I don't think you're going to see an impact. If you're looking to buy a new what fill in the blank, you could probably go and buy a new F-150 or a new Ram truck or a you know, or a GM truck or whatever that might be. But um, I think as this amps up over the weekend and I expect it to, and I'll be monitoring it. Uh, I was up pretty late last night reading all the paperwork. It's quite a bit of, of going on at the same time behind the scenes. Um, I think what's gonna happen is if they stop producing cars, cars stop going out, or, and I think they're planning to target the engine plants. So it's sort of like having a sandwich with just bread, but no meat inside. Uh, they can't sell those obviously. So if, when it amps up to that level, means less cars going to dealers, which means when you go to buy your car or you order your vehicle or you've ordered your vehicle, 
you're going to be waiting a lot longer. People could look at other brands, which could be good for Honda, Toyota, Volkswagen from Chattanooga, Hyundai and Kia and other brands because they're not unions. Uh, what I fear these three car manufacturers are going to say, you know, we, we can't afford to do this again. And they could possibly start building cars in other countries. They're already starting to build a lot of cars and a lot of components in China. But this is a concern if they go to non-union states, that means less union workers. And I, I fear that that's exactly what they're going to plan to do because they can't the, afford the crunch from the U, UAW saying we need more money. And then four years from now, we need even more money. And that's great. And I understand that workers need to get paid for their job. So I'm, I'm not saying negative on the UAW. I'm saying how this impacts the economy and how it impacts you when you go to buy a new car. If there's no new cars, like we saw before, used car prices go up. And then the other part's going to be repair parts at the dealer that's going to be a problem because those could be slow walked as well. Okay. How soon could Western New York plants be part of the strike or is that too hard to tell? That's hard to tell because we don't know his actual plan. Um, I'm not a member of the union, um, so I couldn't tell you, but if the Teamsters decide to stand with the UAW and other unions do, you're going to see a huge impact here in, in the Western New York area. As far as our plants striking, that all depends on the targeting and the pressure and the car manufacturers. If they continue talking throughout the night, then I think we might get somewhere. But right now they're, they're so far apart. It's, it's, but what they're asking for, I think is pretty aggressive. And I may, I understand that you always ask for more than you want and then you negotiate to a middle ground. They've counter offered multiple times throughout the night. And basically as of this morning, and I'm looking at some Detroit, I'm originally from Detroit, so I have a lot of insiders there. Um, they're, they're talking about right now, there's no more conversation until the weekend. So they're going to let things settle, see what their plan is. You know, when they start striking single plants, uh, like the GM Wentzville assembly plant, uh, the Stellantis Toledo assembly plant, and the Ford Michigan assembly plant, that means product coming out of those plants are not, there's going to be no product. And that's a problem. Lauren, great to have your insight this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Lauren Fix, the car coach. You hear her normally Fridays with David Bellavia, but we needed her inside knowledge here for this UAW strike that is in effect. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.